What's up, runners? On this week's episode of the Up and Running Podcast, we are going to be discussing hydration and electrolyte supplementation. This is facet number three on my five facets of running series, so I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. What's up, runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault, that my body wasn't built for running. So either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast. All right, runners, so let's dive right in and discuss why hydration and electrolytes are so important when it comes to running and our performance. Um, so it's important to know that we lose water in three ways. We lose water from breathing. So me just talking and breathing during this podcast right now, I am losing water. We lose water through sweating. So me going out for my workout later today, I am going to lose water weight. I'm also going to lose some electrolytes in that sweat as well. And the last way is through urination, of course. And so a very simple tip that I use myself as well as coach with my athletes to make sure that you're getting the minimum amount of water that you need on a daily basis is to drink half your body weight in pounds in ounces of water per day. So to make that simpler and make you like give you the mental math there. So a 140 pound individual should be drinking about 70 ounces of water per day. Now that is the minimum. This can increase if you are doing a hard workout, if you are going for your long run, or it is hot out or it's humid out. Um, Whether that's because it is the late spring, summer, or early fall, or you just live in that type of climate year round. Um, So on those days when you are probably sweating a bit more, you do need to increase how much water you are taking in on a daily basis. And I usually give an average of like an additional 20 to 30 ounces of water per day. So that again, that 140 pound individual that now just at baseline needs to drink 70 ounces of water, they go for a long run, they may need to increase that amount of water to 90 ounces to 100 ounces to compensate for their sweat rate to compensate for the um, amount of time that they're spending in a hot environment, whatever it may be. So that's how, again, how much water you need on a daily basis can change and it can shift and ebb and flow. Um, A lot of people really struggle with this in terms of getting in enough water on a daily basis. And so very simple tip to be able to do that. Set an alarm on your phone every hour, every two hours to remind you to drink. Or there are water bottles nowadays that have little alerts on the side of them to say like essentially drink up to this point by this hour throughout the day. Those little cues, those little like visual reminders can be super helpful to remind you to drink enough water. Um, 
or you can just make goals essentially to like drink a certain number of water bottles or to a certain point in your water bottle on a daily basis. That's the method that I typically use. So I have a um, like canister water bottle. It's about like 26 ounces. And my goal is usually to get at least three of those in on a daily basis. And if I'm thirsty and need more, I I drink more. But my baseline is just trying to get at least three of those. And that I know already gets me essentially over my daily requirement, which is perfect. Um, It's important to remember to drink slowly. Uh, We don't want to like overly (laughs) chug water. It's still like if you're needing to get in your water intake and you need to do what you need to do, go for it. But it's better for our digestive system to honestly drink slower unless you are trying to trigger gastric emptying. So there's this fun thing where if you drink enough water, you are going to trigger your stomach and your the remainder of your digest, digestive system to essentially empty. Um, and that's not just empty in terms of going number one. That's also emptying in terms of going number two. So that's a fun fact if like you're trying to get yourself to go number two before a race. <laughs> just make sure you drink a lot of water, give yourself enough time, and you will most likely trigger gastric emptying. But we don't want to be doing that on a daily basis. We don't want to be doing that every single day. So try to drink your water slowly um, so that you don't overwhelm your digestive system. You don't kind of... Um, essentially dilute your digestive enzymes when you're eating and drinking at the same time. And the other thing is, ideally, you actually want to be drinking room temperature water. Um, Ice and water is essentially great in terms of like if we're trying to cool our body temperature down on a hot day, but our body actually absorbs water better when it's at room temperature. Again, these are just suggestions. It is not a rule to do these things. Um, but these is this is just what has been found in research to help us better absorb and rehydrate when we are drinking water. So why is hydration important? Well, as I kind of mentioned, um, it's important, especially if you are a heavy sweater like myself, even if you're a light sweater or you don't sweat at all, lucky you, but um, <laughs> I'm not jealous at all, guys. It's important for temperature regulation because your body's sweating mechanism, your body's sweat rate is helping to maintain a certain core temperature so that you don't overheat. Um, The other big important reason is that it helps to transport fuel to your muscles. You're going out for your run. When you go out for your run, your body starts to shift the blood flow more towards your extremities, more towards your major muscles versus your vital organs. When this happens, your body also shifts blood to the small blood vessels underneath your skin. And this is how we begin to sweat because what happens is our body essentially pulls extra water not necessarily always extra, but water from those tiny blood vessels and it evaporates through our skin and that is how we sweat. Now, if you are not fully hydrated enough and you're starting to pull more and more water from those tiny little blood vessels, that blood is obviously going to get thicker. It's not going to be able to move as quickly through your blood vessels. Well, the only way that we can transport food 
and sorry, fuel when we are running is through those blood vessels that are also going to our muscles. So if that blood is really thick and viscous, then you're not going to be getting your fuel as fast as possible. So staying hydrated is actually super important. And this actually can be one of the reasons that you quote unquote hit a wall when you're in a race. Um, It may not be because you didn't fuel properly. It may be because you didn't you weren't hydrated properly. Um, So that is the second reason why hydration is super important. Another couple of reasons with your ability to stay hydrated, it improves recovery time because again, you're able to transport fuel better to your muscles, especially post-run, post-activity. It helps to flush out metabolic waste. So when you are recovering, if you're staying properly hydrated, your body is getting rid of any of the metabolic waste that builds up all of that micro damage that occurs when we run, which is normal. That's how we, we break down a little bit to get stronger, to build back. We need the body to be able to flush out that waste, so we need to stay hydrated. Staying properly hydrated just allows your, again, your blood to be able to transport necessary fuel and minerals and vitamins to your brain, which again helps with cognition. It's going to help with mood. It's going to help with your quality of sleep and all of these things, as well as the fact that staying hydrated properly lubricates your joints and your muscles and your connective tissue is all going to improve your pain tolerance as well. So that is essentially the main part of hydration. Now, there is a subset that I like to talk about, and that is electrolyte supplementation because electrolytes are super important in us being able to stay hydrated. So your major electrolytes are sodium, magnesium, and potassium. And I'm going to say right off of the bat, something that all runners need to know, all athletes need to know and understand is that the daily recommended amount of salt of sodium does not apply to athletes training. So I consider an athlete that is training more than four days a week on average for around 45 to 60 minutes a day. So if that is you, if you are training for either four or more days a week on an average of 45 minutes to 60 minutes a day, that daily recommended amount of salt does not apply to you. Now, there are obviously certain case scenarios where people have certain conditions where they have to limit their salt intake. I am not talking to those people. I am talking to your average healthy runner that does not have a pre-existing condition. So, of course, if you have a pre-existing condition, talk with your doctor, talk with your coach, talk with me if you want to about what would specifically apply to you. There is research out there. There are dietitians that specialize in this. Um, If you need assistance with that guidance, reach out to me on Instagram, DM me at the personalized running doc, and I will put you in touch with the right people. Now, the main reason why supplementing with these electrolytes is super important for runners is because it helps to obviously maintain our hydration levels. When we have the appropriate amount of salt and sodium, uh, sorry, salt, magnesium, and potassium, we're just increasing our body's ability to store water. Again, which is important when we're prepping for a long run or a speed workout um, or a day where we're doing a double workout. So if you're a runner that does a strength training workout and a run later in the day. 
And then also you want to consider this for hot and humid days as well. So you want to practice preloading these electrolytes around these types of days especially. But I kind of, again, advise my runners to just make it a daily habit of taking some type of electrolyte supplementation. Because if you make it a daily habit of at least taking it in once a day, you're just going to be more often than not taking it on the days that you need it most. And you're also going to preload essentially how much you have in your system prior to you going out for that long run, that speed workout, you doing that double day, or you running in hot weather. But here are some other reasons why you need to make sure that you are supplementing your electrolyte levels. Again, it helps with heat regulation. It helps with muscle contraction. So we use sodium, potassium, and magnesium when it comes to being able to create contractile force in our muscles. It's a part of that chemical reaction that occurs. It helps with nerve firing. So your nerves have to fire to create that stimulus for your muscles to contract. So having enough sodium, magnesium, and potassium is super important in that. And then again, it helps with sleep, mood, and recovery because if we're able to, again, think of it in a way of just like always having what your body needs readily available. If you always have what your body needs readily available, then you're never going to be putting yourself in a place of depletion. You're never going to have to build back from zero um, because or going into the negative. We never want to be going into the negative. We never want to be building back up from zero because that just takes a lot longer to not only use what we need to be able to recover, but then to rebuild our stores so that we feel fully recovered prior to our next workout or long run. So there are a couple of options out there in terms of what you can use for supplementing your electrolytes. The most common one that is probably known in the running community is Noon. Um, That is spelled N-U-U-N. And it is, there are a bunch of different flavors that they have. They have a bunch of different options in terms of if you want caffeine actually in it or not. Uh, And it has a pretty good amount of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And it is something that I say like definitely can be used on a daily basis. Um, It is low enough where it's not like a huge dose that it's going to throw anything off. It's not super salty. And again, they have different flavors to essentially kind of meld to the palate that you specifically are. Uh, The other option, and this is probably my more favorite option because I do like salt, um, but a lot of my runners like it or don't like it depending upon their like salt preference. So you do need to make sure that you're kind of diluting this one with at least 16 to 32 ounces or sorry, yeah, 16 to 32 ounces of water. Uh, And that is element. It is spelled L-M-N-T. And again, they have a bunch of different flavors to kind of go with your preference. Uh, But this product specifically has a thousand milligrams of salt. And so that's one of the reasons that you do need to dilute it because it can be super salty if you're putting it in less than 16 ounces of water. I, again, I'm somebody that likes a lot of salt, 
Uh, so I put it in my typical water bottle, which is I think around 26 ounces and it's perfect for me. But I have other people that I work with that specifically need to dilute it more because they think it is just so strong in terms of the salt factor. Again, they have different flavors. They have like, I think their most popular one is like essentially their Gatorade, like lemon lime version, and it's called citrus salt. It is very good. I do really love it. Like it just like kind of is that perfect uh, like flavor combination that you're looking for after a really hot and humid run. Um, But those are my two kind of like top options is noon. So again, that's spelled N-U-U-N and then element, which is spelled L-M-N-T. And Element does a free sample pack. If you go onto their website or just Google Element free sample pack, all you have to pay is like $5 to actually get the sample pack and you can try it. But again, make sure that you're diluting it in 16 to 32 ounces of water, depending upon your salt preference. So when thinking about hydrating and supplementing with your electrolytes, You want to think about preloading, especially for those longer runs and those runs during hot or humid weather because of the amount of sweat loss that you can expect during that time. So in the 24 to 48 hours prior to your run, you want to be maybe increasing again how much water you're taking in on that daily basis. So again, I'm going to go back to that 140 pound individual. They're drinking on average 70 ounces of water, but They know they have a long run coming up. They know that it's going to not only be a long run, but it's going to be hot. So they're going to drink 90 ounces of water in the two days leading up to their long run. And the other thing that they're probably going to do is be making sure that they're either throwing into their water bottle, maybe two tablets of noon, maybe one packet of element during one of those times that they are taking in their next dose of water. So again, if they're drinking that 26 ounce bottle of water like I have, they're throwing in that tablet of noon or two, or they're throwing in a packet of element. And they're making making sure to do that in, again, the 24 to 48 hours leading up to their long run. And maybe they're even doing that in the morning before they head out for their long run as well. So you're getting in enough hydration, you're getting in enough electrolytes prior to going out for your run. Now, I'm not saying that, again, let me clarify, I'm not saying the morning of your run, you should be trying to drink all of the amount of water that you need to in a day. I'm saying maybe they get, they take one of their water bottles prior to them going out for their run and with their morning coffee, with their breakfast, they are throwing in some electrolytes into that as well. So that's what I'm, I would like to clarify there. So making sure that they're getting in enough water on a daily basis, maybe preloading again, trying to increase how much water they're taking in in the day or two before they're going for their run. And then they're definitely making sure that they're getting in some electrolytes with one of those dosages of water, one of those water bottles that they're drinking during the day. Now, I think when talking about hydration and electrolyte supplementation, I would not be doing my full due diligence if I didn't talk about hyponatremia, which is essentially excessive water and salt loss. And this is something that a lot of runners are at risk for when they are in a period of heavy sweating, 
And this obviously becomes more and more prevalent when we get into the summer months when we are running in hot or humid weather. And so some of the basic signs that you can expect to see from runners that are experiencing this, the runners that are finishing the race and you're just like, oh, that that runner does not look good. That runner is probably experiencing some form of nausea. They're probably having a headache. There can be some level of confusion and disorientation with them as well. Uh, There's obviously fatigue, muscle fatigue. Um, You just, again, maybe feel like that hitting the wall type of feeling. That's the level of fatigue that you're kind of heading into when you're experiencing hyponatremia. Uh, There can be some dizziness because, again, you're lightheaded. You're not getting enough blood flow fast enough to your brain and to um, your necessary organs because that blood is moving a lot slower because we don't have enough of a buffer to essentially help transport it fast enough. We've lost too much water. We lost too much electrolytes. And then again, you're going to, at a like urination level, be seeing decreased urination output. So you're not going to be peeing too much because you don't have anything to pee. Essentially, urine is what our body doesn't need and it's clearing out waste. So if you have quote unquote extra water available or you have extra electrolytes and minerals and things like that in your system, if you have any waste that your body needs to clear in the liquid form, it is going to be coming out as urine. But if you don't have anything extra, if you don't have any additional resources, your body's not going to let you pee. And that is a big, big red flag. Uh, But some basic signs that you can look for when you are starting to potentially experience hyponatremia is it's not just like your average amount of thirst. If you're in the middle of a race, you are stopping at every single water stop, but that water that you're taking in is just not quenching your thirst. You are just dying for more and more water. That typically means that, again, it's not necessarily like you, maybe you are getting enough water in, but you're not getting enough electrolytes in, which is why the second part to hydration as a facet is getting enough electrolytes. Those electrolytes is super, super important. So I always advise my clients when they're in the middle of a race to kind of alternate not only between the water, but the Gatorade or whatever like essentially sport drinks drink mix that they have available to you on race day, especially if it is a hot and humid day. Um, because you want to make sure that you're not only getting in those electrolytes, but the benefits of those sport and drink mix on race day is they also come with a bit of sugar and that sugar is going to be an easy fuel source as well. All right. So after going through all of that, let's kind of break down again, the basics that you need to remember when it comes to hydrating and electrolyte supplementation. One, you are hydrating on a daily basis. You are getting in that minimum amount of water that you need, which is half your body weight in ounces of water per day. And you are doing that with your body weight being in pounds, not kilograms, pounds. So that 140 pound individual is going to drink 70 ounces of water at a minimum on a daily basis. And then you're going to maybe use reminders to make sure that you get in that water. And if you are doing a long run, if you are doing a speed workout, if you're doing a double workout or you're working out in the heat, you are upping that amount of water on a daily basis, maybe an additional 20 to 30 ounces, depending upon how much you sweat. The next thing that you're doing to make sure that you are staying hydrated is also using electrolytes because that's going to help you 
increase the overall total water volume in your body. So it's going to increase the amount of water that you are able to store. And this is going to help you with temperature regulation. This is going to help you with transporting fuel. This is going to help lubricate your joints, tendons, your muscles in their ability to contract. This is going to help you with recovery and it's going to help you just feel better cognitively and mood wise as well because you're able to sleep better because you're just having things being transported at a more efficient rate in your body. And you're going to, again, prioritize increasing the amount that you are hydrating and preloading your electrolytes in the 24 to 48 hours prior to a long run, prior to a speed workout, a double day where you're doing maybe strength and a run, and you're also prioritizing it on a day that is hot and humid. I know that that was a lot, and I know that this can be, this can become pretty complicated. So again, if you guys have questions, if you have concerns, please reach out to me on Instagram. Um, You can DM me at the personalized running doc for questions that you have regarding these topics. And you can let me know if you need any assistance. Like I said, I have a, a good amount of knowledge in this area, but anyone that is experiencing any issues in these areas that maybe needs a little bit of a further in-depth study, I also know a lot of great people in the medical industry that have experience with runners as well, especially in the dietitian side of things. So please reach out to me with your questions or concerns and I can help you and help support you and just be a guiding source for you. One thing that I want to remind you all of, especially, well, specifically, I don't want to say especially, specifically my female athletes, is that there are still beds available for Revive. There are five beds remaining for Revive Running Retreat, which is my female running retreat coming up this summer, June 15th through 18th. And what you can essentially expect is a long weekend that is devoted to empowering yourself as a female athlete, learning all about how your female physiology can impact your training, but what you can do to master that, to be able to perfect that so you are performing at your best in 2023. And this is all going to be happening in the beautiful Green Mountains of Vermont. And you're going to be surrounded by other female athletes that love running just as much as you. And I am looking forward to this so much this summer. I feel like it is going to be such a great opportunity for anyone that joins. So if you are interested, shoot me a DM, ask me all the questions about it. But I'm also going to have in my show notes below the link for you to learn more through the FAQ and hopefully sign up because I really hope to see you there. But that is all for today, my friends. I hope you took something away from this facet. But that is all for today on this podcast. I hope there are some tips and tricks that you were able to take away from today's podcast. And I hope that you learned why it is so vital to prioritize hydration and electrolyte supplementation in your training as a runner. On the next episode, we're going to be discussing sleep and recovery and strategies on how to improve that facet of your training. So stay tuned, but as always, keep on running. But that is all for today's episode of the Up and Running Podcast. I hope you enjoyed and had some key takeaways from today's episode. 
If there are other questions or topics that you are looking for me to dive into, please reach out to me via Instagram and shoot me a DM at the personalized running doc today. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.